Sacred Woman, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit by Queen Afua. Chapter 4, The Care of the Womb, beginning on page 76. The Seasons of Womb Wellness. The first rule of being a good medicine woman is a really strong one, is that you've got to heal yourself. That is why we begin with the womb wellness profile. It will help you chart the map of your growth. You may want to make copies of it so that you can use it for an entire year. I believe that the four seasons you can resurrect and heal anything because each season leads us to a different kind of healing work. To give you an example, when you go into spring, you feel it's a time of renewal, like a budding flower. You open up and let go. You'll be doing more exercises and dancing and singing because it's one of the best times to open the womb. Then when the summertime comes, if you're healthy, you get, you don't get wiped out by the heat. Heat energizes and you really grow to your fullness then. The summer, in summer, your healing work can take you to a higher level. It is a time when the sun's rays can heal you, the sun purges, cleanses, and recharges the physical and spiritual body. In the autumn, your revitalized body temple will go into a state of rest. All that activity you completed in the summer will will bow in the crisp chill of autumn. In the cooler weather, you'll be moved to meditate on good, on the good that you've done for yourself. And when the winter comes, you deepen and extend your stillness. You write down your visions, your dreams, your thoughts, and your sacred womb journal. You won't be inclined to go out as much. It's a good time to make full use of that quiet inner time because the spring will come again. And when it does, you're really on home ground, ready to achieve higher and higher levels of womb wellness. Reviewing your cycles. Let's look at cycle one on your womb wellness profile. Make a note of how long your menstrual flow lasts because you may flow half a day, less or more from one cycle to another. And you need to know what's really going on. The initial change may not represent a big jump. It may one day be less. It may be half a day less, even a quarter of a day. Or you may have a cycle in which you may go from eight days of bleeding down to four days. Although there isn't usually such a big jump in such a short span of time, don't forget that a commitment to healing makes all things possible. It takes a while to heal the womb. Make a note of your current womb status on the chart and make additional notes about conditions you are experiencing and what, whichever issues apply to you in the first part of your sacred womb journal questions. For example, if there is a vaginal discharge, if it happens every single day, it's chronic. If you have a vaginal discharge that occurs two or three times a week, then it's there, but it's not as chronic. If you have a discharge once a week, then you have a lower score. Again, the goal during each cycle is to get to zero, which means the womb is in whole and well. The lower the score, the healthier the womb. While you may start off with higher numbers, a new cycle begins every 25 to 28 days. As you start to apply the heal thyself techniques, your scores should become lower and lower. 
womb wellness profile Q&A. My menaces have stopped. How do I record that? Make a note of that and put down the year that it happened. I've seen a few menopausal women who ended up getting their menaces again. So the date is important. How long have you been menopausal will be an indication of whether you might be able to reverse it. The reason women will want to reverse menopause is that the hormonal shift can cause serious health problems for postmenopausal women. When you tell us to keep track of your period of our periods, do we put down the dates between the periods or from beginning to end? I mean the cycle from the time beginning to end. You may not spot for two days, but that's still part of your menaces so that you have to add up the whole entire time. You may have a heavy flow for two days and then spot for three days, include all that and make a note of the heaviness of your lightness of the flow. Let's say you used to have a kidney or low back pain, or you had bloating or your skin was breaking out, or you had mood swings and you were eating a diet that was feeding your toxicity. But when you changed your diet and started detoxifying your system, you moved out of that realm. Your womb wellness profile will show you your progress. That's why we need to keep a record of your previous cycles. For example, I have a history of asthma and if I eat a certain weight, it can recur. If you go back to the same old unnatural lifestyle, then the same womb problems are going to reoccur. If you had a tumor removed, it will be more likely to grow back in a year or two if you're continuing to consume dairy products or if you're living in a highly emotional, stressed state. Do you fill out all of the questions again in cycle two after you've monitored your womb for one month? In each cycle, you would you should fill in all the questions that apply to you. That way you have a personal record of your womb history. The important facts of your womb wellness profile can be also a part of your sacred womb journal work. If you find something that is not a simple yes or no for you, that's a strong signal to explore it further. You have to get more information and that is when the perfect time to turn to your sacred womb journal. For example, you might write, I had my menaces for 10 days and then a clot came out, so I went back to the doctor. Or for three or four months, my menaces went down to four days and I was having no clotting. I didn't have any more PMS and I remember I was drinking Wombworks tea. I was doing clay packs and castor oil packs and made other changes. That's why I had a different reading. That's the kind of information you want to start to record in your sacred womb journal. It will demonstrate to you that as you begin taking more responsibility of your womb wellness, your healing starts to take place. The sacred woman, woman's womb wellness diet. The more you cleanse your body, the easier it is to make healthy changes. As you look over the sacred woman's womb wellness diet, you will see that this womb diet is basically vegetarian. While you don't have to be a vegetarian to get on board with your womb wellness, you do need to start cutting back on flesh foods. Going vegetarian. Beginning. If you are able to make a change now and you've been eating all levels of flesh, graduate to fresh fish, not shellfish, for the next 21 days. Just fish, as fresh as you're able to find it. It is the least toxic of all the flesh foods. 
Keep in mind all the chemicals, all the antibiotics, steroids, and other hormones that are injected into our meat supply. They completely disrupt our hormonal balance. Don't forget that the more you take in something that bleeds, the more you will bleed. So you will want to come off the beef right now. You want to come off the chicken. If you crave the taste, then work with the flesh food alternatives. Work with soy proteins. Try soy chicken or soy turkey. There's even soy bacon. We want this first stage of purification to be a painless womb process. And so your protein source should source will be fish or soy. Advanced. If you're ready to take the plunge into a deep cleansing work and go vegetarian, the protein sources in your diet will be beans, peas, lentils, and limited amounts of nuts and seeds. Just don't overindulge in the nuts and seeds because you'll bleed as heavily as you do on flesh foods. Don't forget that overindulgence in any proteins feeds tumors. Hmm. And I will also add fish or soy, like soy proteins, like pea protein is good too. The womb wellness diet calls for vegetarian protein. So if you're having fish, then on Monday have fish. Tuesday, black beans with brown rice or millet and vegetables. Wednesday, fish with vegetables. Thursday, kidney beans and so on. There are primary enemies that attack the womb on a dietary level. One is flesh foods. One is dairy. Another is white flour products, milk, cheese, ice cream, eggs, and flesh foods feed a tumor. Tumors grow on something inside of you. They don't come out of the air. When you add all the intense emotions you're feeling, anger, pain, frustration to meat, dairy, and white flour foods, you're giving your tumor a banquet. Every time you find yourself eating heavy foods, you're giving your body negative affirmations. You're saying, I'm angry because eating that flesh is an expression of anger or rage. You're tired because when you eat heavy foods, you get tired. You feel lifeless, and so your body is not able to assist and support you. But when you cleanse your body, your body literally wakes up when something foreign enters it. Your body will automatically begin to expel toxic foods just as it will begin to expel toxic thoughts or toxic attitudes. That's what we're striving for. So work on those principles as you follow your womb diet as closely as you can. Natural herbs. Begin to work with nature's bounty herbs. All of the herbs I mentioned can be purchased at a good health food store. One outstanding womb toner is red raspberry tea. Or if you've experienced heavy bleeding, try dandelion tea to replenish your iron. If you're suffering from tumors or cysts right now, get gold rotten tea. On pages 138 and 139, I suggest specific teas for different womb healing projects. But right now, you want to work with one particular toxic tea, tonic, first. Womb Works Tea, available from Heal Thyself. See products list in appendix. Womb Tea, boil four to five cups of water in a stainless steel glass or other pot, never aluminum, a night before going to sleep. 
Turn off the water and add two to three teaspoons of each dried red raspberry, dandelion, and goldenrod. Cover and let it seep overnight. In the morning, when you're up between the hours of 4 and 6 a.m., strain the tea. Sip the womb works tea before or after prayer time, during your soul fast, in your meditation, in your womb state, in your rebirthing process. What you're doing is allowing those herbs to become a part of your womb and to begin to flush the toxins out. The benefits of celibacy during womb renewal work. During this time, if you're able to celebrate yourself by being celibate, this is the time that you are clearing the way for your womb restoration. A womb celebration and a womb renewal. So commit to holding on to yourself so you can receive the spiritual wisdom that is now coming through and is so soul cleansing for you. When your partner wants to mate, Offer gentle affirming kisses and warm cuddly hugs. Offer herbal tea. And if your mate really wants to be with you, run an Epsom salt or Dead Sea salt bath and put some herbs and bubbles and rose petals in it. That's how you will make love to your mate when you're being celibate because there are many different ways of loving someone. In our renewal work, the Most High Womb Presence begins to connect with us to speak to us. That's why we often feel as though we are hearing a voice. And you're going to say, wait a minute, what's going on here? If you tell your sister friends what you're hearing, you'll discover that we're all hearing some of the same messages because we're all having some of the same cycles. We're all the children of the blessed children of the Most High. We're, we've all gone through many of the same things, so we don't have to be ashamed of any of it, whether we speak about it or not. Always remember that it's in the releasing that the healing takes place. Even if you think you don't have the strength, just go into your bathroom, your hydrotherapy room, and light a candle. Put some fresh flowers in there. Create a divine altar in that bathroom because that's where you're going to do your cleansing. Let your bathroom become your healing sanctuary. That's where you can turn the lights off and tell yourself, no one is here but me and the Most High. It is the mother principle who's here. It is asked that it is Nehbet Het. It is my aunt. It is all the angelic forces of the Most High. It is me and my divine self. The Creator is an expression of femaleness as well as being an expression of maleness. And we have every right to anoint our sacred female space. How could it not be sacred when we women create all life? The whole world comes from our wombs. As we create better thoughts and ideas, more creativity will flow through our wombs and out into the world. I may not have another human child, but sacred women is truly my child. For if I have gone through true labor to birth her, for me, birthing a child, a book, or a dance is part of the same cycle of creativity. The births are the accumulation of a period of growth and the expression of the life force. I remember my mother saying, 
where are you going now? And I'd say, I've got to go to dance class. I must dance to save my womb. When I dance, I connect with spirit and I feel my womb release and I feel my womb being restored and I feel my heart empty out. Those relationships that need to be flushed out so I can claim a new body, a new mind, and a new heart. It is not that we have to do so much or that we have to change so much, but we can't afford to have our wombs working against us. We don't want our wombs to hurt us any longer. We don't want to be angry that we used our wombs to strike out at another sister because we're having PMS or in our pain manipulate a lover. We don't even have to have PMS. We don't have to let our menaces be a painful experience. One of the joys I experience when women go through their womb healing is hearing them say, wow, my menaces just came discreetly. I didn't, it didn't come as an irritant. It didn't call me out and make me tighten up two or three days before. That's not who you truly are. The pain, the tightening, the fear. Womb work is not based on the attitude that you're going to do all this hard labor. Rather, it's based on the loving experience on self-love. And it's going to be the greatest love relationship that you've ever had in your life. And here ends the reading on page 79.